Greg, Greg, the yeah. show the show started. Oh, sorry. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? I'll tell you what's up. I got a great deal right now. The hot item of the day here in Animal Crossing is the wooden fish. Oh. And I got lots of wood. I've been sitting on a whole stock. Oh. So hey, I am, hey, I am taking Tom Nook to the cleaners. What's up, Kevin? You want me to tell you? It's just it's just that you yell, you know? That's the problem. Here's the thing is, I hate this new mic. You're you gave yelling. me this mic, and it's all been you a lot of problems the since one? then. You want the old one? Yeah, I do. Do you still have it? Yeah, but I should, in the middle of a show, switch out this fucking mic? No, no, I just don't yell, you know what I mean? So what do you want me to do? Turn the game down or don't yell? Because I lean well, I have to lean is, in and use my computer, turn, you too. You turn the game down, and then... Uh, you told me to. No, 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 no. And then we can't hear you as much, but then you yell, you know? Okay. So what is the Stop. solution? Stop yelling for now. Well, you can't, can't tell Greg Miller not to yell. I yeah, that's did. like, I just that's like, like his whole not brand. To fly, not to sleep. Can't do that. Don't yell. So what is happening there? Is, are, am I popping? Is that the pop? pop, pop? Is that the problem? Uh, or is it just no, now, now it's peaking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're not popping. You I'm turning the game down again because this is obviously – how's yell. this game? Is this game good? Well, I'm always yelling, you say. Well, I mean, like give me a little intro right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. I mean, that that was that was better. It's still crushed right, just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. It's just, do I, here's do the I thing, sound everybody. good, Kevin? You sound great. Bless, bless, you sound so good. Goddamn time. You, you sound great. I am watching, I am watching the stream. Oh, wait, oh, you can see it on the thing. You see these lower thirds? Oh, it's yeah. Oh, dude, that's hot. Dude, we can, <laughs> right. we can just do this forever. I yeah, feel like right. we, don't, we don't need to go back should to the office. Should I cancel the new studio? Blessing, we have a lease on a new studio. We have two studios under contract right now, all right? We cannot. In California, we can cancel after three days. We can get, so, we can I mean, bring out pass, like yeah. a. What's good games can can move to San Francisco, use the new studio, we discount Perfect. it to them. You just solve the problem. Boom. Everybody, See? what? How you doing? Is everybody happy? It's Friday. Uh, the world is a uh, is always more screwed up than ever. If you're just joining us, we are working from home, as you know, this entire weekend, <laughs> definitely next week and the week after that. So we're still troubleshooting a whole bunch of problems. Thank you for putting up with the pops, the gains. The wibbles, the wobbles. I don't know what the hell goes on over there, Blessing. We, you know? I think we've solved the problem where your voice cuts out, I think. Yes. Right? But now, yeah, but we solved that problem, and then Kevin insisted I use this microphone. And now every show since with this microphone, he's told me something's wrong with me. Mm. And I'll tell you right now, there's nothing wrong with the Greg Miller performance you're getting. Literally right everyone else has the same mic, and it's they sound great. You want to exactly. use the baby and mic? You, use the you, baby mic. I don't You care. know what the problem with everybody do else it, is? They do don't it. fucking bring it. All right? I bring it. Just You're gonna tell me, you, baby. Look at me, everybody. I'm Imran Khan. I'm quiet. All right. They don't show up. Imran Khan, Tim Gettys, Nick Scarpino. Don't put pretend, asses in the seat. Did you just pretend to wear glasses while wearing glasses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having some fun. Happy Friday, everybody. Today Happy we're gonna talk about. Oh no, I didn't do the whole thing. Oh no, I, this is the whole thing. Today we're gonna talk about the fact that GameStop Corporate continues to be fucking ghouls. Overwatch's new hero Echo is the last for a while, and so much more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can give us your questions your comments your concerns everything under the video game sun on patreon.com slash kind of funny games however most importantly you can also get the show there ad free and with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday uh if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games first off remember if you have amazon prime you have twitch prime it gives you a free 30-day subscription i know a lot of people have written in being like 
hey, times are tough right now. COVID, you know, my job, all this different stuff. Totally get it why you might not be able to back us on Patreon. Remember, however, if you already have Amazon Prime, you have a free 30-day subscription. So if you're one of the many, 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 many audio listeners, maybe consider switching your support over there. It's simple. You go to the browser, you log into your Amazon Prime, you put in Twitch Prime, bam, you're in, you're locked there, linked. You can go to Kind of Funny Games and give it there. However, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash Games, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you, the Kind of Funny Community Social Distancing Smash Tournament is happening this Saturday. That's tomorrow. Go to twitter.com slash kindofnyc and check their pinned tweet for the sign-up link. Uh, as a reminder, of course, as we told you all week, yesterday we were supposed to do the core reveal party uh, on Kind of Funny. But, of course, working from home both for us and them and then San Francisco being on lockdown means we couldn't have done that. Uh, we're going to do a big stream with Core when we get back. Of course, Core is a game in which you build multiplayer games and then you publish them and then you get to play them instantaneously with the whole Core community. You have homework there, too. Right now, maybe you are being social distanced. Maybe you are on lockdown. You can go to coregames.com, get in the alpha, start creating learn the tools, start playing, and then when we come back and do the big old stream, you can join in, play with us, be a part of the games we're making. Remember, you can also follow them on twitch.tv slash core live to see what they're up to as they continue to do stuff. Um, and on top of all that news, looking forward to next week, Monday, you got another special Gamescast review. It'll be popping Whoa. in the morning. I, I don't know what I can say and what I can't say. Another Gamescast review in the morning. It's going to be me reuniting ladies and gentlemen with me irish cream danny o'dwyer so Whoa. exciting stuff there you'll see it then uh thank you to our patreon producers mohammed mohammed aka momo aka i gave away uh his codes of xbox uh game pass ultimate to a whole bunch of people in dms as i said i would thank you very much momo drew garnier frutis blackjack and the, Dest- the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan today we're brought to you by hymns and manscape but i'll tell you about that later for now begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report time for some news four items on the roper report uh baker's dozen kevin is the am i am i being better did i because we did the game i'm trying to stay back is it better i'm so proud of you greg you're doing so Thank much you. better I'm I'm trying, I, I like I the other you. microphone better Thank you very much, He's Blessing. I'm on Craig's right side with this. Also, I like my other microphone better. I'm going to be honest. What? Can I switch why? back? Oh, I just sound... I, well, I feel I mean, like it why, sounded why, more... Why are you so close? I don't understand. You don't have to be that close. Oh. First off, you sound right. great as always. Let me back up. For, yeah, secondly, great. you, you look great. You take the pop filter off, too. You, you look great in that spawn on your No, if I take... if I was listening without the pop filter. It sounds very poppy. It's pretty bad. Here's the thing. You can use whatever microphone you want. This is just the one we provided in case you wanted to sound like everyone else with that high quality stuff. But whatever. High quality. High quality. That's what I, I did the quotes that. thing for the audio listeners. Number I one. Love you. On the Roper Report. Fuck GameStop Corporate. This is Jason over at Kotaku.com. The struggling video game retail chain GameStop told all of its stores this afternoon to stay open even in the event of state or city lockdowns to protect against the COVID-19 pandemic, emphasizing that it is, and this is air quotes, or well, I'm quoting it, I guess, essential retail alongside groceries and pharmacies and should therefore be exempt from enforced closures. 
Quote, due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time, the retailer said in a memo to staff this afternoon obtained by Kotaku. Quote, we have received reports of local authorities visiting stores in an attempt to enforce closure despite our classification. Store managers are approved to provide the document linked below to law enforcement as needed, end quote. The document in question encourages police officers to officers don't make me laugh in the middle of it. Officers to call GameStop's corporate headquarters if they have a problem with this policy. The retailer said later in the afternoon that it would be reducing hours, postponing all events, and suspending used game trade-ins until March 29. Meanwhile, GameStop employees all across the United States have, have feared for their safety. Uh, Jason uh, hyperlinks here to the Kotaku report about this that we talked about earlier this week in the wake of the company's misguided responses to the COVID-19 crisis. Quote, been with the company almost a decade, one told Kotaku this afternoon. Uh, this is indefensible. I think it's one employee. I don't know how I must have deleted the word or if there's a typo in the story. Either way, though, mm. um, I will say this as clearly and concisely as possible. Fuck GameStop corporate. Period. Yeah, it's, that's reprehensible. Like we talked about this yesterday a bit because we had a write in uh, from somebody who works at GameSpot or GameStop uh, and they went into detail about kind of what they're experiencing there and that was like right before this whole news broke about yeah. them talking about th- them being quote-unquote essential um uh, like an essential business i forget the exact uh quote but the essential retail yeah. um it i i i come down on the on the on the um thought that this is that this is a symptom of them being a dying business i think oh, this is God. them being like yeah, if we close our stores, like that's going to be maybe like the last dagger uh, in the get, heart of GameStop. Me, exactly. And we've gone back and forth. I know that, I, you know, like I said, uh, on Widow Wednesday, I talked about this with Gary, right? And what it was there was this, uh, hey, the Kotaku article that they're running out of things mixed with this article or the statement from GameStop corporate being like, oh, no, we're taking all these precautionary measures. And I was like, wait, that doesn't line up. Two uh, people wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and way more than two did but these are the two i pulled first i'm going to co- start with uh grayling thibodeau who says gamestop is a shit show that is all <laughs> <laughs> which i was like nailed it but yeah. on top of that rita writes in with this hi kfgd crew gamestop has continually had negative news broken on them throughout the covid19 pandemic I've seen a lot of aggression towards GameStop as a result. Conversation surrounding these stories usually boils down to, quote, GameStop will probably close down because of all of this. If GameStop closes permanently, a lot of people lose their jobs. And I feel like people are ignoring that consequence. Two of my family members, not GameStop employees, have had hours cut as a result of the coronavirus, and they both needed the hours to continue to live their lives with the same comfort. I would hope that we all understand the difficulty that the pandemic presents. People's health is at risk, but also, but so, but also some people's livelihoods. Kind of funny has talked on previous on this previously as it pertains to local eatery eateries, game develops and mo- game development and movie releases. However, I haven't heard about this as it relates to whether GameStop should close its doors at this moment and what effects that could have on whether GameStop survives the pandemic. Thanks for all the love in this challenging time, and thank you for writing in, uh, Rita here's the thing what you're seeing and what we're talking about especially with local businesses and if you follow you know uh, my wife on instagram the last three nights she's insisted we actually order from spots in and around the sunset so that we can Mm -hmm. support our business our friends who are still have these restaurants and keep them open 
what we're talking about here is literally night and day because the restaurants are essential businesses, especially mm-hmm. here, you know, with San yeah. Francisco with this uh, forced shelter thing. Uh, and the idea is that you need to be able to provide a service to people to eat. So let, and I'll, let's, we'll get into what are essential services in a second. Let's just literally mm-hmm. compare Rita what you're talking about with restaurants and GameStops. It, both of them are in the same boat that if they just closed their doors and walked away for three weeks, they might not be here when they get back. Even with this mm-hmm. new system of staying open during COVID might not be there when they get back. The issue is that the restaurants have been forced, but even before the government and here in SF local uh, authorities stepped in, they were saying, we want to protect our employees, but also protect their paychecks. And so what we're having them do is we're moving to no dine-ins. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. down, you had to cut uh, capacity in half at one point. And then it moved into takeout and delivery only. Like you can, again, uh, with the photos I took of my wife last night ordering from the the, from the sidewalk talking to a woman inside the store through an empty do- an open door right gamestop is fucking flipping all that off and trying to get into a sector it doesn't belong on the fact that like you can look at okay well grocery stores you have to be in the same giant store to get the stuff right but again it's a giant store gamestops are traditionally shoe boxes like if they if gamestop and to rita's point here if if they wanted to protect their employees, which they clearly don't. They want to protect their fucking bottom line. They want to make sure yeah. that the corporate structure is still there when they like, get back from all from this. From what, we, what we've heard this week alone, right, the ways the ways in which people are, tell, are have been talking about how paid sick leave su- uh, sucks for GameSpot, right, because there are certain employees that don't necessarily gain hours, and that stuff is reserved for yeah. higher-up like higher up employees, and how all that stuff kind of – how basically all the structures they have in place for – I was gonna say work from home, but they don't have work from home. So for taking time off, that stuff sucks for games yeah. GameStop employees. That alone, like, shows how much they're not they like they they don't care. If they fucking cared about their employees, if they if this was really about them and protecting them and also maintaining the business, they would pivot and say, "All right, cool. We're doing curbside pickups. We're doing. Uh, you don't walk in the store. You can order online, and we will walk it from the back of the store to you at the front of the store, kind of thing." Mm-hmm. There's like, it's just ridiculous that they're saying stay open. It's it's fucked up that they're asking. Uh, and granted, managers maybe more, but like part-time employees, right? To fucking when the cops show up and say uh, this should be closed, to fucking yeah. point That's them the embarrassing to the, thing about the corporate number. Like, you're, you, with all due respect, and I'm painting with a broad brush here. I should actually stop, but I don't think every GameStop employee is like feeling the company pride and behind this decision where they're ready to make a legitimate argument to an officer of the law when they show up. Yeah, I I think that is the embarrassing thing about it. It seems like they're as as far as them being a business, right? They're kind of in between a rock and a hard place, and they are choosing like the non-human choice to stay open and have em- employees in the stores and and not treat them well. Because yeah. um, I, I I like from a pure numbers and business standpoint, I understand the idea of hey, if we don't stay open or figure out a way to stay open, we are not going to exist further. And it's either like we, it's either y'all work or y'all won't have jobs in a few weeks, right? It, it, it could be that decision. But even still, there are ways to work within that. And them saying, like, them them trying to place themselves as essential retail is not the way to do it. Like, that and is the, the thing. Like, right, it's an embarrassing I, thing. And that's what's so fucked up about it. And, I don't, and to Rita's point again, and to everyone who li- is listening right now who works or register at GameStop, 
I am not putting you in this bucket. I am not saying fuck you. I'm not saying screw you. I am talking about the people at the top of your pyramid, the top of your company who are making this that is against your personal best interest. And I get it. And I, I understand, like you're saying, the rock and the hard place they're in of they need to be around, but they're already on the ropes. They already can't do, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they've already had so many financial struggles that how do you do this? How do you uh, abide by this rule that is going on right now across the country and still have jobs for people? And I don't have the answer to that, right? There, And honestly, there might not be an answer. Even if you did what I'm talking about, where you changed everything and it was curbside, it was reduced staff, it was all these different things to that. That's not guaranteed mm-hmm. you're going to be around. But to willfully ignore and try to fucking red tape your way out of this to stay open, like, that's, no, that's terrible. Yeah, and, like, they within the last few months, we've seen GameStop try to fight for their life. We've seen them uh, do the test stores that Rebecca yeah. Valentine wrote about on GameStreet.biz. We've seen them bring on people like Reggie onto their board and and seek, uh, like, seek help. You know, they... they it seems GameStop wants to survive and it seems like they're willing to try and be radical, you know, yeah. in some ways to survive. And this and this might be a, a naive thing coming from me, but I would love to see the alternate universe where they decided to be the good guy GameStop and go for, hey, what are the ways in which we can get GameStop's name uh, out there in a in a PR and marketing way that is getting everybody on our side and what does that look like for us long term like what if we did close all our stores and um supported our, our our workers and said hey like we know for people that are working in retail at the lowest level uh we 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 understand that we've done a crappy job of giving you guys out like pto hours we're going to up that we're going to allow you guys to stay home and we're still going to pay you right that may take a chunk out of gamestop's pocket but what does that do for them long term? What does that do for the conversation around GameStop? Does that then make people like and, and want to go to GameStop more? And it's what you, you keep going back to, right? Is that it's embarrassing to try to get yourself in this essential retailer thing, right? To try to go mm-hmm. through it that way. And to their credit, like, you know, I'm playing fast and loose and talking stuff. I, I would like to read through here the preventative measures GameStop has listed on their website is what they're doing. All right. So mm-hmm. instituting multiple social distancing practice in our stores, up to 10 people in the store, including store associates, following CDC recommended guidelines to adopt an in-store line management practices that creates a six-foot parameter between the customers and checkout lines, reducing our store hours from 12 to 8 p.m., which will be in place until Sunday, the 29th of March. I bet it's longer than that now. Rolling out delivery at door service to allow customers to pick up their purchases at the front door of other of our U.S. store locations. Suspending the video trade and stuff we talked about, postponing the gaming events, disabling all interactive gaming stations, encouraging customers to leverage our online uh, system instead. So they're already doing some of what I'm talking about, but for mm-hmm. real, it needs to be handled. If you want to be in the essential business line, you need to shut it down and do it the exact way the restaurants are doing, which is now nobody comes in. We come to you at the door, you figure, you call in what you want, we'll meet you there, you can Apple Pay, you can slide your card, you can do whatever. Let alone the fact, though, that this is not what needs to happen. This is, you are not an essential business, I'm sorry. And I, and yeah. like, to what you said, I think you hit us something very interesting there. That they've shown that they are trying to change it, right? They brought in Reggie, they closed a bunch of stores, they're doing these uh, different uh, test market stores. Like, the writing has been on the walls, we've talked at length about on this show for a long time about what's going on with GameStop. Right now, what they need to do is what you're talking about, be radical and think outside the box. And instead of being this corporate fucking Goliath, right, that is faceless, 
in in putting out these articles right now like we're gonna try to fucking red tape our way into being the goddamn uh grocery store put up have be reggie i mean it'd be awesome if you got a face of gamestop people know if you don't though so hit up reggie you're on your board now have him record a video that goes up on gamestop.com and youtube and everything else being like hey we are on the ropes we're trying we've been we've been making all these changes we've been doing all these things we have you know show video from the managers conference we have x hundred thousand employees that you know are our family and we want to take care of and clearly we're gonna have to close or shut like uh, uh close the stores during this crisis we need your help to get out of that that means pre-ordering games that means buying gift cards it's the same thing restaurants and other establishments in general are doing right now that are saying like hey we are closing and this could kill us and that's terrifying for us and we have to take care of our people we need your help taking care of them like Mm-hmm. Be a fucking human being. Don't be a fucking ghoul who's looking down at the tiny print, figuring out how they can weasel their way. Don't ask some fucking manager to when the cops show up to have yeah. them call a goddamn number. Like it was Michael that wrote in yesterday to KFGD, and he wrote in with the long story. And I want to take like one piece of what he wrote uh, yesterday here um, that says the higher the higher ups have said on conference calls that they don't intend to close unless forced by government intervention. That we should take advantage of the situation to drive profits. And if someone on staff were to be infected, that they would send everyone everyone home and only close the store long enough to clean it up and bring new employees in. Like that sounds like supervillain talk. Like that sounds like GameStop <laughs> is like ran by Lex Luthor. Like it's ridiculous. And I like I don't necessarily want to just sit here and 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 bag on GameStop for the next hour, but it's oh, fucking but they embarrassing. It. They, deserve they deserve it. it. Like, for I sure mean, they like, deserve it. That's the thing where I I I I would like to think that my reputation would be on the internet that I am even keel about a lot of things. And that usually gets me into the corporate apologist lane. There is no fucking way to apologize for this. This is, you are yeah. fucking gross today, GameStop. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, let's hear from our sponsor, GameStop. No, <laughs> yeah. Like you said, I, I yeah, it's, it is what it is, but I think there's plenty of ways to support them and the employees there without doing this, but. And I, this is again, I maybe I could be misreading this. Every person in the granted, it's a anonymous forum, but every person who has written into kind of funny games daily, uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny games saying, Hey, I work at a GameStop, it is fucked up. I have not seen anybody coming in saying, like, Hey, I work at GameStop and I'm glad they're doing this. I want the hours, I want the money. I know that you, uh, everybody, I understand if you're hourly wants the money, wants the hours, but you also understand that it's in the midst of a pandemic this is a terrible, terrible decision to put you all at risk for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. Woosah, right? Woosah. Woosah. <laughs> all right, let's move on to some happier news. Number two, Overwatch's Echo is the last new hero until Overwatch 2. This is James O'Connor at GameSpot. Uh, do you want to, now, Blessing, you went in there as Overwatch fan number one and put in the story yes. trailer. Do we need to yes. watch the story trailer before we read about it or does it play as B-roll or what do you want to do? Uh, you know what? Let's watch the the story trailer beforehand because it'll give us context for who Echo is. Uh, because Echo is a newly announced hero. I've not actually seen the story trailer, so I don't know what Echo's whole deal is. I have seen a little bit of gameplay, and I can tell you that Echo's ultimate ability off the chain. Yeah, off the chain. Um, right, Kevin's bringing it up right here. Shout out to BKD as usual. Uh, let me know if you can hear everything all right on your guys's end. We'll do. Also, Miller, if you want to center yourself a little bit more, it'll make me feel a lot better. But the peep. Yeah, he has the peep. Kids love, kids love so the peep. Off. It's the rule it's of thirds. Thing where the, the, monitor, the, the thing keeps turning on its own. It's yeah. got a real loosey-goosey neck. Yeah. 
I got a loosey goosey neck too. <laughs> Just kidding, I got a normal neck. Well, we do it. not hear it. They breached the labs! Sorry, did you say you can't hear it? We cannot. Yeah, hear we it. cannot hear it. Okay, I know the solution. Give me one second, guys. You take all the time in your world, like I said. Good day, Greg, right how, now. For how, like, how much do you pay attention to Overwatch at all? Like, have, have you watched like have you watched like any of like the the story trailers for like the character introductions and stuff? Yeah, no, I watch that stuff. Yeah, we usually do. Okay, shows. you'll show me cool ones. Yeah, because they're usually pretty awesome. Like I, I'm, I'm usually pretty fascinated by uh, what goes on in them. So yeah, we can hear it now, Kevin. Great, we hear it now, Kevin. Uh, is it loud? I mean, loud enough. Yeah, okay. it, was, right, it seemed good, like the right good, volume. Good. All right, great. Ready? Yeah. Yes. And remember, you can click on my little monitor. All right, good call. Big, good call, Kevin. Make mm. a big old monitor. While you guys do that, I'm gonna readjust some stuff. What happens if I click on the leave call button, Kevin? Uh, nothing. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They the Echo. Origin story. Oh, you're reading it for the people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, blessing. Take it away. So, I got you. This is it. Some voiceover from. Did. We don't did know. I make the world a better place? Today. Welcome Dr. Liao to Omnica Corporation. Oh, she's like, yeah, she's like falling with glass powder. Every like. reason to doubt me. You should join us. But I helped create the Omnics. And who better to help us fight? She helped and create the Overwatch Omnics. Believed. Who are like the robots? You are my life's oh. work. You will be everything I dream. Thank you, Kevin. All I Sorry wanted. You're good. All I needed. This is this is really beautiful art. Was to help yeah. the world. Oh shit. So it looks like she's and being so transferred. She created me. Oh no. Okay, this is her creation. She's created her robot. Her echo. Ah. Uh, so we gotta pause. We gotta freeze, Kevin. What? That's fine. We only had ten seconds left. It froze. That yeah. was less. Th th no wonder it's bad. We're watching on the GameStop. Oh like, yeah, GameSpot. or those GameSpot. God damn it. Uh, well, I mean, this is this was actually less than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be more of like a 3D animated kind of deal, but I mean, this is cool too. Um, so what? Did at the end there was he gonna show her super or whatever you were talking about? Because you said it was no. I, I saw her. Uh, there's some gameplay videos floating around on Twitter because they've shown off some of her gameplay. And I don't know. Okay. I. I don't know like all of her abilities. All I've seen is her ultimate ability, which is she'll she's basically like Kirby, where where she targets <laughs> she tar she targets so she uh, sucks people in. No, <laughs> she targets another hero that's in the game, and then she transforms into them, okay. and she's basically able to play as them for like I want to say like fifteen seconds or something like that. But the 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 cool thing is her uh as she's playing as another character her ability um like her ultimate ability the charge up for it is like six times as fast and so like it takes a few seconds for you to like kill somebody and then get your ultimate ability and then you okay. can use it immediately but basically you're able to copy copy other people's abilities in your in your ultimate form okay. if that makes sense if you play overwatch that makes a lot of sense if you no, don't no no, no, no I totally it makes even for a noob like me i understand what you're saying cool yeah 
So that's pretty awesome. All right. I'm so that's confused. that's. I just wanted to add that. Kevin, nobody cares. All right. I care. Nah, come on. You don't mean that. I, nah, I don't there mean it is. That. I love you, Kevin. How are you hanging in there? What a week, know, man. Living, living, living my yeah. Oh, not living the dream today. Okay. I'm scared. I, Kevin might not make it to next week. <laughs> hey, now he's got it all set up, so it shouldn't be a problem. Well, kind of. Except that. for now, it froze. Here we go. And it's like, why is it frozen? You know. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm going to get to the news now, right? Because Overwatch is Echo, who we now understand, is the last new hero until Overwatch 2. Again, James O'Connor at GameSpot.com. Not run by ghouls, as far as I know. Overwatch has just added a new hero, Echo, to the public test server, and she will be coming to the main game soon. Echo is a versatile damage character, and Blizzard has promised that there are more tank and support characters incoming. However, you'll have to wait until Overwatch 2 launches before you can get your hands on them. Talking to IGN Nordic, director Jeff Kaplan has confirmed that we'd have to wait for the sequel for more characters. Quote, currently Echo is the last hero coming to standard Overwatch, he said. Blizzard has previously announced that any hero that gets added to Overwatch 2 will also be added to the original game, which means that more heroes will be added once the sequel launches. We have reason to believe that multiple new characters are in development for the sequel. Greg editorializing because it wouldn't be much of a sequel without new characters. <laughs> a release date for Overwatch 2 has not been announced yet, but it's due to release on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 versions have not been announced. Uh, Greg, you mentioned it won't be much of a sequel without new characters. So far, as somebody who does play Overwatch, I'm still iffy on what makes this Overwatch 2 <laughs> and not just an update to Overwatch 1. Um, Run me through it. Why? Because, like, one, Overwatch 1 players will be able to play with Overwatch 2 players. Like, the games are cross-compatible, and so, like, not, that, that hasn't changed. The, yeah. the updates that they are putting into Overwatch 2 are also being put into Overwatch 1. As far as the new heroes, and I imagine the new, the new maps, I can't remember every single, every single detail, but there's a lot of cro- cross-compatibility there. It seems like the things that are going to be unique to Overwatch 2 is, I guess, like, better graphics, and then also, like, the single-player mode um but aside from those kind of funny.com slash you're wrong i it seems like they're i i don't understand this approach that much like i wish they would have just called this like a big overwatch expansion and then called it a day because i don't understand where the two comes in if everything is cross compatible in this way yeah i'm looking actually at a pc gamers article from four days ago overwatch 2 everything we know about the unconventional sequel from what we've seen so far, Overwatch 2 is not your average sequel. Its most unusual feature is that some new additions, like new heroes and multiplayer modes, will also come to Overwatch 1 at no additional charge. The two games will continue to coexist as one PvP experience, while Overwatch 2's other new additions are exclusive to the sequel. Uh, what would those be? Like, what is Overwatch 2 exactly? Well, it's a sequel to Overwatch, but not in the way you usually think about sequels. By the sound of it, Overwatch 2 is likely to be a big expansion that focuses primarily on PVE missions. These mm. missions will appear to build off the Overwatch archive, yeah, archive seasonal events from the past few years. The new story missions will likely have more story, dialogue, and cutscenes uh, than the highly repeatable limited time events. Uh, we go over those yeah. in detail below. And that's maybe it's maybe just a semantics thing. Like at the end of the day, it might just not matter whether they call it Overwatch Two or Overwatch the big expansion or whatever they whatever they would call it. But yeah. it's just kind of confusing to me. And part of me wishes that totally. they would have just like completely transferred over to Overwatch Two for the next generation, or not even not even like for the next generation, but for it could be on this generation and then they they backwards compatible it or whatever. But sure. um. A clean separation in order to make it feel like a new experience would kind of yeah. be what I want, but it might. Would you re- it, so, it would, if in a perfect world, you just said, I mean, a clean separation is what you'd want. 
Yeah. Would you rather have it be Fortnite, where it just continuously gets updates and changes and whatever, and and, and you know changes forms, limited time modes, yada yada yada, or would mm. you rather it be like a Destiny One, Destiny Two? I would rather it be a Destiny One, Destiny Two situation. Like in, in a perfect world for me, and this is like with the asterisk of maybe Blizzard is onto something that I just don't know, and maybe this is a genius idea, and I don't realize it. But what I would have expected for it to be would be uh, Overwatch One. make that this generation's game and then as we're transitioning to the new generation for xbox series x and ps5 yeah put overwatch 2 out there and make it a new clean start and have it be a thing where the lifespan of it is longer than destiny one like make it make it last like a good um i can't remember how long destiny one lasts for but make it last like maybe five six years like make it that kind of like longevity where it does feel like it uh it feels it feels like it has a whole lifespan to it like it feels like it is a, a games as a service kind of game but yeah. have points where you are like all right cool we're cutting off here Boom, and we're still we going to support overwatch one for a, a few years but overwatch 2 is now where it's at like that's kind of what i would have preferred but once gotcha. again like overwatch 2 could could come out and i immediately get it like oh, i immediately I understand will. what they're like, going i don't for. i mean i don't think that's going to stop you right like yeah I mean, I'm, is, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it, but like, as far as like, understand their vision for it and understand what they're going for. Sure, I understand what you're saying there. Okay. Number three on the report, it looks like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two is all but confirmed. This is Joe Scrabble's a made-up name at IGN.com. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's campaign remastered has been raided in South Korea, but all confirming. Oh, I'm sorry. All but confirming a release for the unannounced game. Twitter user Nibel posted a link to the South Korean uh, ratings board website, which says the rating has been awarded late last month. No platforms were listed with the rating. To be clear, this would be a straight remaster of the single player portion of 2009's Call Modern Warfare 2, not a follow up to last year's Call of Duty <laughs> Modern Warfare. Names are confusing these days. The listing seems to point to the game being released as a standalone rather than a pack in with a brand new Call of Duty game. Unlike the first Modern Warfare remaster, which was initially included in the Legacy Edition of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. There is like, <laughs> there is some Call of Duty saturation of the market going on. A little bit? Because, it, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's all it's always been a thing. But for, over the last couple years, right, we've gotten, and this is the thing I, I harped on yesterday, but we've gotten Black Ops, uh, or not, well, we got Black Ops 4 in 2018. Last year, we got Modern Warfare. This spring we got um, uh, Warzone, and then it se- seems we could be getting another Call of Duty, and then another Call of Duty in the fall. And there's rumored there's another Call of Duty next spring. Like it seems like they're, and I don't know what their strategy is here. Maybe it is just that that they're seeing the return on it, and they just want to keep cranking them out until they stop seeing the return. Which maybe they'll never stop seeing the return at this point. Yeah. Um. But I mean, that's exciting for people who love Modern Warfare too. Like, go get it. And there's a lot of people who do. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense you know a simple remaster right just get it out there have it done but yeah you're right that there are so many call of duties right now there yeah. are so many different call of duties going and it's interesting that for i mean for my entire career we've been saying all right cool but when will call of duty drop off when will it not be annualized and now it's multiple call of duties a year it's crazy yeah but god bless them if that's what you enjoy 
And then finally, number four for you, Bless, new GDC dates. I'm sure there's no chance these will be ruined by a global pandemic. Informa <laughs> uh, Tech, organizer of the Game Developers Conference, GDC, has announced GDC Summer, a 3D, a 3D, three-day celebration of the art, craft, and business of video game development to be held from August 4th through the 6th at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. GDC Summer will be a unique game developer conference experience, but will retain the same level of expert-led talks as the traditional GDC, along with a freestyle two-day expo show floor from August 5th through the 6th. GDC Summer will give the game development community a chance to come together in a way that hasn't currently been possible due to COVID-19. Safety remains the GDC organizer's paramount concern, and the GDC team will continue to monitor the latest information from health officials to ensure a safe and compelling event for everyone at GDC Summer, GDC 2021, and beyond. Beyond. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Like, I, I think happen? it makes. I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen. I I wouldn't place a bet that it's going to happen, but I I think it makes sense from the sense that I think we're seeing like a lot of companies just wait and taking the wait and see approach. You know, Gamescom, uh, they're they're still going on. Like their whole thing was, hey, we're gonna wait and see what the 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 um, the government has to say about like whether or not we need to close or or what the situation with COVID nineteen is gonna be yeah. at that time. Um, and so, like, I, I I understand like the wishful, like, all right, we'll we'll place these dates and wait and see. Um, I think that's kind of where their heads are at, rather than, oh yeah, we think everything's gonna be fixed by August August ninth. And so we'll see. So That's all I got to say is we'll see. For reference, of course, remember, GDC is supposed to be happening right now. And it is a yeah. week-long event traditionally in San Francisco. So it was going to be the 16th through the 20th this time around in San Francisco. So then to jump ahead, this is going to be a much shorter, right? This is two days shorter. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't think I am, though. Uh, for traditional GDC, that show floor is open all week long. Now it's only open two days. So you have three days of talks, uh, two days of uh, uh, the actual show floor being going. It will be fascinating to see how this one goes because GDC obviously is such a huge time for networking and developers to come together and share ideas and learn new tricks and do new, learn new things. This year fucks all of that up. Obviously I'm missing the date, but Mm -hmm. putting it now behind where E3 would be granted E3 is not happening. So you're also losing out on networking there seems like a good idea but the problem is, August, you are now on basically the eve of the new consoles. You are in what I would consider to be the real ramp up to crunch as you try to gold master your game that should be coming out for the new consoles for the the holiday period. Um, and then that's me thinking and talking as what the industry I've known for the past 13 years is. Not where we are mm-hmm. right now, where you know we, I talked about on, I think, my last Kind of Funny Games Daily uh minecraft dungeons firing the first flare of just like hey we're moving to work from home and we think we'll still be able to hit our april uh release date but we're not sure and it's like they're the they are far from the last person to announce that they're they're gonna hear that for a lot of the games you're looking forward to and so if that if like let's just say it's only three weeks of working from home right now which i somehow doubt for especially as you move it around everybody else is on different schedules that pushes everything later and later and later and everything starts. It's just such a domino that I don't know if you're going to get to August and hopefully, you know, knock on table, like we're going to get to August and this is all done and we've got a vaccine or whatever. COVID is just not that big of a deal right now, but also you get to August and you hope, but I don't think these people are going to be out of the hole. They've now dug in their production schedules. 
Yeah. And I wonder how that then affects the other things going on around that time, because Gamescom is also in August. Uh, PAX West is also like end of August. Yeah, beginning it's, of it's September. Memorial Day weekend, right? Yeah, or, there's so much. What, I was conf- I was yeah. confused Memorial Day <laughs> and then the other one. Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, whatever, one, whichever one happens the first week of September. Um, but then also you have like um, Evo, which I know is like way different in terms of like the audience and what goes on. But there's so many gaming events that happen or that seem to be scheduled now for August. And I wonder if I wonder how they affect each other, because I imagine there's some crossover between GDC and Gamescom. GDC and PAX West for sure has some crossover in terms of uh, smaller developers like attending both and mm-hmm. when to show off their games at both like i wonder how that then comes into play because you can't really travel to everything um especially when everything's that close together uh and so i wonder if we see like more people maybe not go to pax or not go to gdc or what like i i, I wonder how that workflow goes for developers yeah and again it's trying to wrap our heads around what the traditional workflow is because i think even in this brave new world we're in right now, of people working from home trying to finish their games and, and you know, for larger teams, work with 200 people and figure it all out, then bringing that back in office eventually and trying to figure out where you're at and get back in the rhythm. And yeah, things. it's crazy. Yeah. So, if um, yeah. if 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 GDC ends up not happening in August, do you think that's just it? Like, do you think they for the they, year, they, like for the year and maybe like ever? The problem with the is GDC dead for everything is that like we talked about this in the show when we originally GDC originally got canceled is that somebody hit me up I forget on what ch- channel if it was a it wasn't like a text it wasn't like a, somebody I knew knew it was either a tweet or a thing the thing so, talking about like Informatech makes so much money off GDC that if GDC didn't happen there's this concern that that they would be so in the red they would never be able to come back mm-hmm. and that's completely unfounded. I've heard no one else report on that or talk about that. So I don't know what to believe on that. I don't know the ins and outs of the organization Informatech, right? Organizer of GDC well enough to be able to make a call on that. I would think that, no, I don't think this would kill GDC. I hope it wouldn't kill GDC, but I don't know the margins they're running at. Yeah, I think if it did, if, if in the way that if E3 dies, if E3 and the ESA don't come back from this uh, 2020 miss, right? Mm-hmm. I think then, yes, E3 is dead. Everybody, if anything, publishers and people like us are come together and like, oh, you know what? Well, we're still going to pick that week to be announcement week. And we put up our own directs and we do these things. And somebody there would be like, well, I'll do a live event and like, you know, invite people to a parking lot or whatever. It'd be like Devolver. I think that would still happen. If GDC, as we know it, imploded and they're like, we can't come back from this. I definitely think you would see, cool, we're doing our own GDC, not in San Francisco, somewhere way mm-hmm. cheaper. And it and it would be that thing that starts as super indie, super small. We're getting over Marriott Ballroom, right? Uh, like outside O'Hare. Come out, hang out, get it. We have a block of rooms. Let's all learn. Let's all do it. And then I think you'd see that grow year over year, even though I think also there'd be a bunch of online stuff focused as well. That makes sense. But here's the thing, Wes. GDC Summer, a 3D celebration of art, craft, and the business of game development, is in August. It That's is. so far away. It's so if far I away. something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. 
Yeah, big cave dog. Uh, out today, Doom 64 on PlayStation 4, Xbox Whoa. One, Switch, and PC. Doom Eternal on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Bless you have a review up, obviously. Kind of funny games cast review yep. of Doom Eternal. Nutshell uh, take away. Uh, it's it's great. It's amazing. Like, it's it's <laughs> okay. an awesome game. Like, go play Doom Eternal. Also, I have also played a, a little bit of Doom 64. Oh, how's uh, that? I just, I just realized that the embargo is also up. So, uh, it's Doom 64. Like, it and like it, it's up which is nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, if, if you're a big Doom guy or if you liked Doom 64 or if you just want to try it out, because I think it, I, I think there's some deluxe edition of Doom that'll get you Doom 64. Definitely like jump into it and see what it's about because, like, not that it's like aged fantastically or anything, but it was definitely playable in a way where I like I got to like level three and I was like, huh, that was a fun way to pass my time. So, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, then it's Mist Hunter on Switch, Pooplers on Switch, Lust for Darkness Dawn Edition on Switch, uh, Diabolic on Switch, Quell Memento on Switch, Party Arena Board Game Battler on PC, Solar Warden on PC. Topang on PC, Night Road on PC, Return to Sender on PC, Dark Story Online on PC, Out of the Park Baseball 21 on PC, uh, Pastoris? Plastris? Plastris on PC, Slayers for Hire on PC, and then my favorite title of the day, Chick Duck and Cat Duck on PC. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, March 20th, Animal Crossing New Horizons on Switch. I have a review up with the one and only Joey Noel, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, uh, the games cast podcast feed all around. Uh, we adore animal crossing. Uh, yeah. New horizons. If you're interested I've been, at all, I think you would. I've been debating on whether or not I, I, I should jump into animal crossing new horizons. Now see, here's I'm not decided yet. I want you to, cause you were, when we talked about it early on, you were very much like, nah, it's not my jam. Mm-hmm. You gotta. I want to know why do you think you might? Was it just the peer pressure? Because there's a thread over on the subreddit today of a guy who was like, "I gave it to Joey and Greg's." Uh, I, first off, he starts. I didn't listen to myself. <laughs> I should have listened to uh, Tim. And I, I, their hype got me into it. And four hours in, it's just not my kind of game. Mm-hmm. What about well, this? What What about this is getting you? Well, I see. I don't know if it's my type of game or not. Is my thing. I think Tim. Tim is like the one who's like more so. Like it's not my jam. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm like. I traditionally, when I think of games like this, games that are, and the the only comparisons I have in my mind are games like Stardew Valley or Graveyard Keeper, or games where it's like you're managing resources and that's about it. Yeah. Um, traditionally, those haven't been my jam. But with Animal Crossing, one, it is the hype. Two, it is the reviews being amazing. And then also it's it being a nintendo game and usually like nintendo games i can kind of get behind and and and, and kind of enjoy and i like animal crossing is still somewhat of an unknown quantity to me uh like I, I know what animal crossing is but i just haven't played it so i don't know what like the gameplay loop is like or how they how they ramp things up or how they really like i don't know what the hooks are like i, I don't know what the thing is that's gonna be make me go like oh i need to turn this this thing back on um, and I kind of, I, I'm, I'm so curious and I kind of want to know. And so that's my, that's my take, thing. You got to take the, the, I mean, like it's the idea of like, for me, it's what I talk about in the, to, you know, nutshell my review. Cause it's long with me and Joey rambling about animal crossing, right? Like what keeps me coming back is, and what they've done so well here is how I described it was. It's like, I'm starting in back to the future three where you go to this 
you're coming to this town with just your campsite and then these small groups of people and then you add to it and you build your house and their houses get built and then their center of town gets built and slowly like i started building bridges based on where my center of town was and where like the uh, resident management shop is knowing mm-hmm. that that's town square so that for me in my head six you know three weeks from now three months from now three years from now that'll have all based around there and so it is these little things of grinding it out i I made a joke tweet today about like if you time travel if you because you can time travel in the game to be a cheater like brian altano from my gene like change your game clock or whatever exactly and you can do a whole bunch of different things to get like a million bells and yet and it's just like that's that's so not what this game is about man and don't get me wrong i'm (laughs) i'm i'm doing this not partly as a joke but as my own thing like if you own do whatever you want with it it's your game i don't care Uh Uh, but it's like for me it is that grind and like wanting that piece of furniture and getting it or like waiting for them to bring in the the wallpaper you want and getting it and like building a very specific like this is my world kind of thing but it's also like so fucking chill and relaxed like that's why yeah. it's awesome right now is like it's just like fucking perfect for going in and getting a bunch of seashells and selling them and that's my thing too is all it also strikes me as like the chill beats to study to the game like i i I could be down for that type of experience also and like i've heard this i've like listened to animal crossing soundtracks and the soundtrack soundtracks always seem dope oh yeah totally. even just for that like i i I could be into it andrew yenny writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can to be part of the show and says good morning quarantine crew Happy Animal Crossing Day. With every one of their mother downloading Animal Crossing in the past 24 hours, what records do you think it may break on Switch? Quickest selling game? Most copies sold? Feel like everyone needs an island getaway right now. Much love, Andrew. Yeah, like this is is such a question of, um, it's a haphazard poll, right? It's totally like what I see with it. But this is the first Switch game that had, granted, like I wasn't huge on Smash. Like I enjoy Mm -hmm. Smash, but not enough to be crazy about it like Tim. This is the one where for the first time ever I'm using my Switch friend code and I'm sending it out to people and I'm exchanging people. And like last night, you know, at yeah, what, 930, I had like 15 friends online and they were all playing it. I'm opening my Switch right now because this morning it was still ridiculous in terms of, yeah, 16 friends are online right now, 1053 a.m. Pacific time. And let's see. Everyone is playing Animal Crossing except Brian Altano, who's looking at YouTube, probably on how he can cheat the game more because he's a cheater, cheater. Pumpkin. That makes sense. You know what I mean? But yeah, you look at that, yep. it's just everybody's there doing their thing all playing animal crossing and like that's such a cool thing to do but again i've only added these people to my friends list because they're all playing animal crossing <laughs> yeah so it's like how you do it I, so as far as what records do you think it'll break quickest selling game most copies sold uh i'm it will not i don't think it'll have most copies sold by any means like i think mario, mario kart mario kart traditionally are, always holds that record um and i pulled up the nintendo uh sales for software that they have published yeah. on their site and so mario kart 8 deluxe is number one uh, and this was from january oh this is of uh, december 1st 2019 um okay. and so mario kart 8 deluxe is number one at about 23 million units uh super smash brothers ultimate is number two at 17.6 million units uh super mario odyssey is at 16.59 units uh legend of zelda breath of the wild 16.34 units and then pokemon sword and shield is at 16 million units um, and then behind that is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. I could see it, and I think that I think this is bold, but I could see it possibly surpassing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu wow. and Let's Go Eevee. See, I, that's the, very bold, but that's I could see it. 
even so then to the question obviously from andrew like i'm jumping here to heather wald from november 21st 2019 on games radar pokemon sword and shield is the fastest selling switch game to date Mm -hmm. Uh, pokemon sword and shield is fastest selling switch game to date and has already sold over six million copies worldwide since the game excuse me launched last week i don't think there's any argument that pokemon's bigger a bigger ip than animal crossing and so that's where it nets out of like I think right now it's very much our sector of games is super swept up in it. But I also remember when they were swept up in Pokemon and that also went way beyond our hardcore friends, right? Like that was out there for everyone. So that's such a hard one to figure out where they might actually end up breaking or putting. The the thing about Animal Crossing though is that even like people that are not in our sector that like you, the, the people you would least suspect to be talking and tweeting about Animal Crossing are talking and tweeting about Animal Crossing. Like Chrissy Teigen was tweeting about Animal Crossing. Right. Granted, she, she also tweets about Luigi's thing. Mansion. She tweets about but, Switch games in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she does. Um, but in general, there seems to be such a, a fervor and a fire behind Animal Crossing. Um, and I should probably look up New Leaf sales because that would probably inform this uh, a lot or like best 3DS or top 3DS game uh sales because like here's what i got for you from wikipedia because i was looking for that too right yeah Uh, the the four main series games are among the best-selling video games for their respective consoles animal crossing sold 2.32 million copies wild world 11.75 million city folk 3.38 million new leaf 12.21 million and happy home designer 3.04 so uh, 3.04 million sales. Okay. So yeah, that also supports what I'm saying. Of uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be higher than Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, which sold 11.76 million, but I do, I mean one, I definitely don't see it catching up to Pokemon Sword and Shield, which sold 16 million. And I Pokemon Sword and Shield is probably going to surpass Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild um because at this point or by the time this was published, right? Breath of the Wild had 0.20 million units uh more than pokemon sword and shield if that hasn't already passed it's going to pass that um so i and i the, don't necessarily see, necessarily see animal crossing passing breath of the wild here's the interesting food for thought and where you're at in terms of sales right because i like this argument but i also like the parody mm-hmm. we're seeing so i'm going to run through just by name the top 10 uh switch best-selling switch games so far right we already kind of went okay. through the names, right so number one mario kart 8 deluxe Number two, Mm. Super Smash Brothers. Number three, Super Mario Odyssey. Number four, Breath of the Wild. Number five, Sword and Shield. Number six, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Number seven, Splatoon 2. Number eight, Super Mario Party. Number nine, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Number 10, Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm -hmm. Comparing New Leaf to this, right? So now jumping into the best-selling 3DS games. Both these lists are from Wikipedia, by the way. For uh, 3DS, it goes like this. Number one, Mario Kart 7. Number two, Pokemon X and Y. Number three, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Number four, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Number five, New Super Mario Brothers 2. Number six, Super Mario 3D Land. Number seven, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Number oh. eight, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS. Number nine, Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. And number 10, Tamagotchi Life, or Tomodachi Life. Tomodachi Life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking at a number seven right there with a very similar uh games list or like ip list I yeah guess, more than that now the argument would be i think that what looking i'm doing this quick so stick with me that you have two on 3ds you have three pokemon games in front of uh animal crossing over mm-hmm. here you only like what you have sword and shield and then the let's go so just two yes uh and all the all those pokemon games on 3ds were also like mainline games whereas let's go pikachu and eevee were, <clears throat> eevee sure. were kind of spin-off sure. games which i think is why we see those sales being uh, way lower than than 
what an actual official Pokemon release would be, which is Sword and Shield at 60 million. Uh, and so, like, I mean, even given that context, I still stand by it. Like, Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to keep rising up in the ranks. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is going to end up at number five. Let me see. One, two, three, four. Yeah, at number five. And I think Animal Crossing is going to end up comfortably at number six. By the and let's say that by the end of actually I'm not going to give it a time time frame I think yeah no that's too complicated right out of the games that are here it'll end up at number six I don't think Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons becomes the fastest selling Switch game I think that stays no. with Pokemon Sword and Shield I agree um yeah in that the Let's Go gets really interesting because yeah it'll beat Splatoon two I don't think I don't think without a, without a problem it'll beat Splatoon two yeah and then yeah Let's Go like you're saying isn't a main entry and you look at when you look at like that cluster right sure mario kart's above and beyond everybody with about i'm just gonna round up obviously 23 million and then for two three four five right you're looking at just in that 17 to 16 million like there's really not much of a difference there for those games yeah and like for even more context at 12 pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee also came out in 28 late 2018 yeah. and so those these numbers have had time to yeah, accumulate yeah, yeah. versus pokemon sword and shields numbers which came out this last fall um like i i, I think pokemon let's go pikachu and even is going to sit at that number like not at that number but in that in in kind of like this position uh for a while where i could see animal crossing accumulating accumulating and and uh rising above it pretty quickly it's, easily, it's just it it's nice to hear you say you're contemplating it and like obviously i'm an animal crossing fanboy and have been since gamecube but it's this idea that animal crossing is such a i like it or i don't like it i get it or i don't get it like i was <laughs> shocked when i went around the office and i'm like all right who all wants animal crossing and it was just me and joey and i was like really all yeah. right cool like i didn't i didn't see that but i do think there that's how it is where a lot of our friends like it so it makes it seem big and it's going to be big i'm not at all taking it. i think I think you're, you're right, but I think comfortably right now it's going to get in front of Let's Go. I think it'll be fine there. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm stoked people are into it. Like, I, I'm really happy to see people. Yeah, I'm glad to see. I was shocked, actually, by the reviews, like, that they were, that they were so high. Not that I was expecting it to be bad or anything like that, but I didn't. I, I never thought of Animal Crossing as a game that could, like, get consistent nines across the board. Like, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I have two pieces of breaking news for you, Blessing. Junior. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Number one, Jason Schreier at Kotaku posts, GameStop's, GameStop shuts down stores in California. GameStop is shutting down its stores in California, Kotaku has learned. This news comes one day after the struggling retailer told all of its U.S. employees to ignore state lockdown measures in the wake of the COVID pan- COVID-19 pandemic, insisting that it was that it was an essential retail business. The video game retailer has come under fire in recent days for its handling of the pandemic as it has been slow to enforce recommended social distancing practices and unable to provide proper cleaning supplies for employees. So good job. Oh, here we it's already got, it's already been updated with a quote. Quote, we are closing down our stores in California, the company said in a note to stores. The closure will remain in effect until further notice as we obtain more information from the California governor's office. Good. Yeah, good. And I like, yeah. It's going to continue to, as other states move to these policies, it's going to continue to go out that way as well. Yeah. And so you and love then the to other, see it. You love to see it. 
And I'd like to think it was our impassioned speech at the beginning. Yeah, no, I really think it, I think it, it's definitely it was definitely us that did it. 100%. And then uh, breaking news here. Uh, this is a simple one. I'm reading from uh, Sheriff Saeed at uh, uh, Video Game 24 or VG 24-7. Your Rainbow Six Siege PS4, Xbox One discs will work on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Rainbow Six Siege is the first game to con- to confirm disc forward compatibility on PS5 yeah. and Xbox Series X. Uh and then it, 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 they're the first to pledge it before, too. They've previously confirmed. Yeah, so it mm-hmm. goes on like that. Just a piece of breaking news. Wow, you, that's you really know. cool. Yeah. I'm glad to see in this world of not sure, are we, is this happening, is it not happening thing that we get it done? Yeah, that was wow. definitely one of those things where I was kind of up in the air when we talked about backwards compatibility. Like, I always assumed that digital games would work. but And I'll, with Xbox, on the Xbox side, I assumed that discs would probably work. But on the PlayStation side, I was trepidatious about ps4 just working on ps5 and so to get some confirmation is awesome blessing while we're here why don't we take a second and talk to our sponsors remember ladies and gentlemen you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads greg way this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by hymns you know hymns for hymns.com has been a supporter of kind of funny for a long time and andy and nick have been using it for a long time uh, to better their hairlines they uh, nick was just talking about the other day that he really uses it and has really seen a difference and continues to seal andy's gummies however you could be like them why not be like them? It'd be great. Uh, 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. And once you notice thinning hair, it can be too late. The best way to prevent losing more is to do something now. 4 is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, and more for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you with real doctors online, which can save you hours completely confidentially and discreetly. You answer a few quick questions, a doctor reviews, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Right now, my listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to 4hims.com slash games daily. That's 4hims.com slash games daily. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. The offer is valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See the website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's 4hims.com slash games daily. Up next, support for Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the below-the-belt grooming. St. Patty's Day just passed, but you can still invest in the proper tools to get lucky. You and your partner partner will get lucky, all right. Their lawnmower 3.0 will showcase your pot of gold like no other. Uh, of course, you know this. Uh, Tim, myself, Blessing, we're all shaving our balls with Manscaped stuff. Ain't that right, Bless? That's right. And you like it? I love it. Smooth as eggs, Greg. You're not getting cut. Nothing's happening down there. It's great. Oh, it's awesome. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped advanced skin safe technology. Um, when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer sh- shave. Plus, one of the coolest features is the LED light that illuminates the grooming area for a closer and more personal size trim uh let's not forget about the charging stand show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is rapid charging dock powered by usb 
Uh, it's always nice to surprise your, it's always a nice surprise for you and your partner when they actually get to see your tree staying taller when you trim back the hedges. Trim that junk of yours and get lucky this St. Paddy's Day week. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GAMES20. Cheers to manscaping your lucky charms. Blessing. Yes. I got a deal of the day for you, all right? Oh, I want to hear it. Uh, it is Sea of Thieves' second anniversary this weekend. They're giving away a bunch of freebies and in-game challenges. If you boot it up, go support our friends over at Rare. That's it. That was the deal of the day for you. Just oh, for awesome. you, Bless. Just wanted Thank you. you. I, love, I love being a pirate. Yeah. Oh. Did you ever play Sea of Thieves? I, I tried it. I didn't like it. I... Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't my jam. I love Rare as a studio, and so I was kind of very excited about it. And then I played it, and I was like, "It was very much not my jam." Understandable. You've been, yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah, it, it, it never looked like it. I wanted. Uh, it's always that thing of like, I should try that, but there's a million other games that I actually really, really want to play. And so the people yeah. who love it, more power to you. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I um, say, I say all three of us jump in. Let's do this, guys. Let's I say you get your ass back in the division, Kevin. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that too. You better be. Blessing's got to play Animal Crossing, too. So everybody's got homework to do, guys. Well, what if I want to play Animal Crossing now? I think you should, too. Kev. Your your island would be very interesting. You want to know a secret, Kev? Ooh. It's not not a secret. But uh, yesterday, I played played a bit of Untitled Goose Game. Oh. Game of the Year twice? (laughs) Yeah. Two-time Game of the Year winner. I had had to know, and so I played it. And so stay tuned to PS Love You to hear my thoughts, Kevin. Or Gamescast. Hey, Kevin. P.S. I love you. I mean, no. Gamescast is, is usually like a big topic. We don't... Yeah, Gamescast is that review I'm doing with uh, Danny O'Dwyer. Oh, yeah. Never mind. It's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, on the holiest of holy days, Josh writes in with his Nintendo Switch friend code. Uh, if you enter this and you get the name Pooley, that's Josh. Uh, SW1748674874767. Hey, KFBFs. I picked up Animal Crossing New Horizons as my first ever Animal Crossing game. Uh, I started it last night at midnight and stayed up way too late. Looking for some more KFBFs to add while we use the island getaway to distract from the worries of today. If you want to do that, hit up Pooley. Over on that switch code I read earlier. Also, work, worth pointing out. Um, hold on, let me. Uh, I'll retweet it right now. I'm thinking of it. Uh, hold on. Uh, all the kind of funny shirts were made, of course, by Mario, right? And now they're up in the thing. And I favorited too many tweets to make this easy. Of course, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, Mario, that Mario Riviera, uh, R- Rivera, right? Uh, he has a. He went up, made an in- Im- imager. He went back in Happy Home Designer and made all the kind of funny shirts. Party mode. Video games are cool. The Pride shirt, the KFA shirt, even made a What's Good Game shirt. Uh, I just retweeted that imager link. You go there, and when you get uh, going in your game, you can link your real phone to your your Tom Nook switch phone from the Whoa. settings, and then you can scan the QR codes, and you can get these shirts in there. I, of course, you might have seen in the video review, made my own kind of funny hoodie, but for some reason at launch, you can't share the stuff you made in New Horizons. You can only bring in other stuff, and eventually you will be, but it's not hard to make the kind of funny smiley and put it on the blue hoodie. I digress. The stuff Mario made is hard to do. Look at that. Go get it. Go in there. Go get it. Like I said, at 
that Mario Rivera. Or you can go to Game Over Greg. Huh? He did the arcade shirt. Oh, the PS I Love You one? What? He did it, man. This is awesome. awesome party mode. He's incredible. I don't know what's going on. Uh, time for You're Wrong. This is where you watching on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Um, Alex Russ says, just some context on GameStop. Part-timers get no time off. They'll often have to fight for the best eight hours a week, depending upon employees. Full-timers are the ones who get paid PTO. Gotcha. Eric points out that Reggie isn't on GameStop's board until April 20th. I understand that, but they desperately need a human being face for this company saying, hey, we're trying to fix this. Um, interesting. Brian says, one quick thing. and Nintendo doesn't report digital sales. Considering things, I think Animal Crossing will have a high digital. Oh, I think yeah. that, as always, things are always uh, open to change. And I think that if it, has a, if it crushes some record and puts out that it's the even the second best-selling Switch game or fastest-selling, I think Nintendo would publicize those numbers. Oh, for sure. And I, I find it weird because we got those numbers from nintendo's website like nintendo doesn't report digital to mpd for sure yeah don't they talk about their own though right yeah if they're talking about their own sales you would think that they're including digital in there i think they would but i'm not 100 percent sure ladies and gentlemen we have a post show to do so this has been your kind of funny games daily for friday march 20th animal crossing day i hope you have a great time hanging out with tom nook let's look ahead to next week uh next week hosting breakdown looks like this uh monday it'll be blessing and tim also on monday though is that games cast review me and my irish cream danny o'dwyer tuesday it'll be blessing and imran wednesday it'll be me and gary witta thursday it'll be me and ben hansen from min max and then friday oh. me and blessing back together yeah you think you got it I'm in you kid uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. You got to do something of this, in that room. You got to do something. Week two right? of this quarantine? Oh, man. <laughs> Things might get weird. No, I understand. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. You like that? Go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Support us there. Uh, get your questions in. Get the show ad free. Get the post show we're about to do. Uh, you don't like it? No big deal. You can get it for free. Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Hey, you got Amazon Prime. You got Twitch Prime. Help us out. Uh, YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe. It just doesn't work the same way. It doesn't. Because my, my little flabby hand hitting this glass, nothing happens. And I'm not going to hit the glass hard. You know, I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been a pleasure to, uh, to serve you. And I guess shake hands like this. Oh, wait. We have to. What side what? are is, No, is I don't know. Well, I see what you're saying. No. Yeah. Come, come here. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, there you go. go. But not come why? towards. Why, why would you do your hand so small? No, why would you do your hand so big? Because no, it's the show's over. Turn it off. <laughs>